After Trump lost the 2020 election, discussions immediately began about him possibly making a third White House bid in 2024. Now, right after the January 6th riot slash insurrection slash, you know, I'm talking about, there were two main options Democrats could use to keep him from running in the future. The first was the one they tried, which was impeaching and convicting him, but obviously they couldn't get a conviction. The second comes from a part of the 14th Amendment that was put in after the Civil War that allows you to bar someone from running for public office if they were a part of or supported an insurrection, which sounds like it was made for trump now let me just address right when january 6 happened it seemed like everyone was going to kind of be on the same page say it was a bad thing and try to move forward but for some reason the right has made it this big issue about how it wasn't an insurrection and it wasn't that big of a deal now i could get on a really long tirade about why it was a big deal and why it was an insurrection but let's set that aside right now because i have a different topic i want to talk about so after the democrats and some republicans failed to convict donald trump and they didn't do the 14th amendment and the damage on Trump's reputation slowly faded from the insurrection, it became pretty clear that if his health problems or legal issues didn't get in the way, he was likely to run in 2024. Here's a couple clips of him getting asked if he would run and his response. Are you running again in 2024? What, what, what are the odds? If I were to First ask- First of all, it's a long time. The odds, the odds, what are the odds? Look, so I, I say this, I, I am looking at it very seriously, beyond seriously. Uh, from a legal standpoint, I don't want to really talk you, about uh, it. What are your yet. plans for uh, 2024? So, I love our country. I think you'll be very happy. I would say this uh, two, three years ago, you might not have been that happy, but now I think you'd be very happy. Uh, I think, especially when you see what's happening, yeah, is, yeah. you'll be happy. No, we're gonna. I'll make a decision in the not too distant future. But I love our country, and I think a lot of people are gonna be very happy. So when politicians speak, that's as clear of a yes as you're gonna get. The only difference is that I think Donald Trump is so desperate to stay relevant that even if he wasn't planning on running, he would hint that he was, so that people would still consider him important. But before I move on, let me make another side note to the right wingers. I know there's like a I don't know how big of a portion of y'all who think somehow Trump's gonna get back in power, the election's gonna be overturned before 2024 and he's gonna magically be president again in 2022 or 2023. That's another one of those points that I would love to debate y'all on and lay out why that's just not something that could possibly happen later. But for this story, let's just assume the soonest possible time he could get back as president is 2024. So if you're a progressive, left-winger, or even a moderate, and most of what I talk about you agree with, you'll start to notice that I make a lot of side notes for right-wingers because I want this to be a show that people can watch and even if they hate my guts and disagree with everything I say. They still know that I'm giving them all the different relevant context. What do all the different blocks of people think? And as sad as it is, a lot of people believe what I consider to be some crazy things right now. And so I want to address those so it doesn't look like I'm just completely ignoring all their opinions, even though I'm going to fight them super hard intellectually on a lot of those points. So anyways, the show's really new, so occasionally I want to tell you why I'm doing certain things. And I do think it's important that this isn't just going to be another show that's constantly attacking everyone I disagree with. I am going to do my absolute best to completely break down their points, but I want them to know that I'm being fair and giving the facts and that I'm recognizing the opinions that they have, even if it's just so I can debunk them. All right, so continuing on. So once it became a serious prospect that Trump would run in 2024, it became clear that he still had a complete hold over the Republican Party and would likely dominate a possible 
2024 Republican primary. Now, if it was likely that Trump would get the nomination and then go on to be defeated by whoever the Democratic nominee was, I probably won't even be talking about this or that concerned. But the issue is Democrats are lining up loss after loss after loss lately. And if things keep going like this, I do know that 2024 is a long way away, but the way things are looking now, Trump could easily defeat Biden or Harris, which would be even worse based on the polling, or the only other option being floated right now is Buttigieg, and that doesn't look good either. So we do have to take this threat very seriously because otherwise we're gonna end up with Trump for another four years. So pretty much since it became clear that if Trump wanted it, he could get the 2024 nomination from the Republican party, no other serious Republican contender has come up as a possible challenger. You look at the polling, you listen to the public discourse, it's Trump dominating every single time. Which, can we just take a moment? I know this has been said before, but really think about it. This guy in the clip I'm about to show you, single-handedly brought the Republican party to their knees and harnessed complete cult-like support from 25 plus percent of the country. This guy. There's no course correction with him. He seems locked into every one of these failed policies. So, you know, it's, you know, you keep banging your head against the wall. Why would you expect a different result? So we would have had the wall completed in three weeks. It was largely completed. We did almost 500 miles of wall and the southern border. It was really working. It really had an impact. And we were working along with Mexico and Guatemala. I heard the word wall. It's going to be a big wall. It's going to be so beautiful. And I would have built it in two weeks. The entire wall. Two weeks. Now, yes, what you saw there was Sean Hannity setting up Trump to attack Biden, but instead Trump heard the word wall and it just triggered his automatic response to talk about his beautiful wall. So that guy is dominating the Republican Party and is pretty much undefeatable. In full honesty, I just wanted to find a way to fit that clip in there. So dumb. So lots of polls have been done. And like I said, Trump dominated them all. But something notable is that Republican Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida almost always came in second, at least recently. Quote, Trump gets the support of 47% of registered Republican and independent voters in a primary, 37 points higher than his nearest competitor, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who comes in second with 10%. So obviously, it's not like DeSantis is anywhere close to Trump. I will say, though, it's hard to get a read on these polls because a lot of their support is overlap, and a lot of DeSantis' original fame came from licking the boots of Donald Trump. So if they ever actually went against each other, I think that would be a completely different game because it would come down to DeSantis trying to win over those voters, even though right now they believe they would support Trump over anyone else. So DeSantis was a clear second. And with that being considered and the fact that he has clear presidential ambitions, it seemed like he could be a rare person who might go for the White House in 2024. But like I said before, a lot of his support came from the reflection of Trump's light onto him. So it seemed like DeSantis would just wait out Trump, wait till he either won a again and left office or died or went to jail or something and then go for the White House. Now, just to be clear, when I say that DeSantis rode the wave of Trump into political relevancy, I'm not kidding. This is the ad that he ran for his gubernatorial race. <laughs> and it's all just making his tongue raw from licking the boots of Trump. Here it is. Ron DeSantis is endorsed by President Trump, but he's also an amazing dad. Ron loves playing with the kids. Build the wall. He reads stories. Then Mr. Trump said, you're fired. I love that part. He's teaching Madison to talk. Make America great again. <sighs> so yeah, that guy 
doesn't seem like someone who would challenge Trump. And that seemed to be the political landscape for the time being until recently. So DeSantis has gotten a lot of national attention recently because of his handling of COVID and a lot of Republicans and conservatives think he did amazing because he pretty much did nothing. And you know what they say, I'd rather be free and dead than alive and have to wear a mask. So he got a lot of attention because of the controversy. Obviously the left thinks he did very poorly because he did. And the right thinking he did amazing because he stood up for freedom or whatever. So there started to be a little bit of chatter that Trump was getting jealous because Trump doesn't like when the eyes are on anybody else but him. From CNN, quote, people close to both men first noticed the palpable shift in Trump's posture toward DeSantis earlier this year as enthusiasm for the Florida governor swelled among donors and GOP operatives who praise his laissez-faire response to the COVID-19 pandemic. The more DeSantis' popularity soared, the more obsessed Trump became with receiving credit for his political celebrity. So it started as just simple jealousy, which seemed pretty dumb and childish. Who? Trump? But it just didn't seem like something he should be worried about because he still clearly had the support of most of the party. But then, at around the same time, Ron and Don started taking some public shots at each other. So in a second, I'm going to show you Trump's response to the clip I'm about to show you. DeSantis was asked if he got the booster, and this is how he responded. Have you gotten the booster? So uh, I've done whatever I did, the, the normal shot, and you know that at the end of the day is people's individual decisions about what they want to do. So in a pretty clear reaction to that clip, Trump goes on to criticize DeSantis without saying his name for giving that type of response. Here's Trump. I've taken it. I've had the booster. Many politicians, I watched a couple of politicians be interviewed, and one of the questions was, did you get the booster? Because they had the vaccine. And they, oh, they're answering it like, in other words, the answer is yes, but they don't want to say it. Because they're gutless. You've got to say it. Whether you had it or not, say it. And obviously that's not an outright attack, but that combined with the internal reporting about Trump's anger towards DeSantis does make it pretty notable, especially considering that they were pretty close allies for a while. The heat wasn't just coming from Trump to DeSantis though. From the Independent, quote, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has said he regretted not making his opposition to COVID restrictions imposed by Donald Trump in March 2020 much louder. So DeSantis comes out at a similar time as that criticism from Trump that was obviously levied towards DeSantis. And DeSantis says, I wish I had criticized him more on his handling of the pandemic. Now, this is one of those things that's like, I do think you should have criticized him, everyone, a lot more for his handling of the pandemic, but not for the reasons that Ron DeSantis would. Because his criticism was like, you should have done less and let more people die. Because again, freedom. And if someone gave that level of critique in the Democratic Party, it wouldn't even be a news story. But because Trump does demand complete loyalty, it's actually a pretty big deal when someone like Ron DeSantis, who has been so loyal to him, comes out and says he wished he had been more critical of him. Adding to all this, when DeSantis is asked if he's going to run in 2024, he won't give a solid no. And that makes Trump angry. Quote, Trump has become increasingly irritated at DeSantis's refusal to publicly dismiss a 2024 bid of his own if the former president himself decides to run. So my read of the situation is that DeSantis is kind of putting his finger on the pulse to see if he pushes up a little bit against Trump, will the base kind of like it? And I do think a big part of this is because DeSantis saw the pushback that Trump has gotten from a lot of his base for his avid support of the vaccine, which I have a million criticisms of Donald Trump. But the one thing he's been really good on lately is encouraging people to get the COVID vaccine. So 
Good job. That's brownie points for you. But there have been multiple times where Trump has gotten booed at his own rallies for encouraging people to get the vaccine. So I think DeSantis has seen that and he's been way less supportive of the vaccine. He's way more, oh, there's some questions. And he's thinking I might be able to steal the chunk of Trump's base that is mad at him for those vaccine remarks and pull them over to my side and maybe I become the cult leader. So I think if two main things happen, DeSantis will seriously consider challenging Trump in 2024. First is if he sees support draining from Trump because of his vaccine remarks and going over to DeSantis, he'll be hopeful. And the second is a lot of reporting has shown that donors, GOP donors, have gotten pretty sick of Trump's erratic nature and they want someone more stable who's still going to do all the terrible stuff, still cut the taxes for the rich, all those wonderful things, but is a little more civil and politician-y someone who doesn't rock the boat. So if that increases and donors really start throwing their support behind DeSantis, which don't forget, political donors have an insane amount of power in our political system right now. And I think it's something like nine out of 10 elections are just chosen by whoever raises the most money. And some people will say, well, yeah, because a lot more people liked them. So a lot more people donated, which I would love if that was the truth. It's not though, because most of these people get their money from corporate PACs, millionaires, billionaires, you get the point. So those are the people in our system who a lot of times choose which candidates win, which Trump kind of shook that up because donors didn't like him in the primary. They ended up falling in line, but he did kind of beat the odds in that sense. But again, if DeSantis can suck a little bit of the support away from Trump on the vaccine and COVID issues, and then also get a lot of the support from the donors, I do think there's a serious chance that he challenges Trump in 2024, which would be crazy. So anyone who's left of center or disillusioned with the Republican Party should be cheering this on because if we can get DeSantis and Trump to fight each other and divide the party, maybe Democrats have a chance to beat them in 2024.